This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire Leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a few things to get out of the way before we get started. First up, come out to our live podcast slash comedy show slash Halloween party at the Hollywood Hotel in Los Angeles on October 28th. We'll be recording a live episode of Unpops with me, Jeff May, Quincy Johnson II, and Carrie Martin. Before that, there will be stand-up comedy from Chet Wilde, Travis Clark, Keith Carey, Connor McSpadden, and more. Wear a costume. We'll be giving out prizes for the ones we like the best. It'll be a damn good time. We hope we see you there. Also, we have a sponsor this week. So please allow me 30 seconds or so to pay a few bills. Because here's the thing. Football season is underway. And if you're the type who likes to bet money on stuff like that without involving a shady neighborhood local who might break your kneecaps if things go awry, check out my bookie. They've been in business for years. They have a good reputation. They offer 100% cash bonuses, whatever that means. And they pay out quicker than anyone in the game, I bet. Just two business days. Go to mybookie.ag and enter promo code UNPOPS to unlock a special offer just for sexy listeners such as yourself. I mean, do that unless you have a gambling problem, obviously. In which case, you should call 1-800-522-4700 and get yourself some help. Okay, that's all. Thanks. We love you. Enjoy the show. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, he is one half of the duo that hosts the Crime Podcast. Or at least I think that's how you pronounce it. He's also a fantastic comic that you can see all the goddamn time at the Comedy Store. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich Slayton. Also joining me, he's the other half of the duo that hosts the Crime Podcast? Maybe that's how you pronounce it. There's three fucking eyes in it. How do I know? Ladies and gentlemen, also a really funny comic, John Shefsky. It's going to be a great show. everybody welcome to unpopular opinion hi unpopular why are you talking like that jeff uh, it's my voice now it's not how you talk hey i'm a muppet guy that's my co-host jeff may that's me i'm adam todd brown we're guys i'm the other co-host we're a couple of dudes doing dude shit we're hosts who co talking joes talking passwords past dubs as we like to call them no one calls it that we call them no one in the history of podcasts has ever called Cry! it that. <laughs> 
I don't know what just happened. I, I already Shesky feel tried, like a Shesky just, tried to organize a coup, and then he left me hanging on the end in the middle of the coup. I tried to. I already feel like there's too much chemistry happening in the this room a, right now. This is a crossover event. It That's is right. a crossover event. Dun, 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 dun. This is how we, we have, cross over. We have two. We have two new guests. <gasps> well, first time guests. They're not like babies. They're, they've been around. John Shevsky and Rich Slayton, hosts of the Crime. Crime! Oh, I thought Podcast. we were doing it together. Oh, that would have been that would have been so great if we'd done it together like we should have. But it's no one yeah, I mean on, on the you can edit that out anyway. But I mean on the How yeah on the true you? crime dare you? on the true crime podcast we do on this network we do say the name together in unison at the beginning. But it's not a big deal. Do you oh really? Gosh, you two don't have to. Yeah, we all we go pretty scary boo. <laughs> oh my god, they do it too. The Monday show. <laughs> That's hilarious. We thought everyone always comments too, like you guys are weird, and we're like, it's just our thing, and then immediately we find it's out just like, everyone else's it's thing. everybody else's thing. <laughs> It's you're not our thing at all. You're a lot like other comedians in the same city That's that you're right. in. What? No way. Hosting That's... a similarly themed podcast. This is our exact replica of a podcast. It's called, what are you guys already making? The USS Cast. <laughs> Seven feet long, they say. <laughs> like, but the, the guests aren't to scale, so that's a big problem. That's fair. All right. That is a problem. Uh, so, yeah, thank you both for being here. I don't know why I'm talking to you as a team. Because uh, we are, we're we all are. We're well. Just, you are. We're our, our feet are touching. Right? We are yeah. together. <laughs> they actually they actually are touching. That was fun. I was on an episode of your podcast about was about a month ago, six weeks ago, something like that. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, about a month ago, it was less yeah. than a year ago. Yeah, For sure. It's recently, it was, it was bigger than a bread basket. The unusual suspect with Adam Todd Brown. It was a it was a lot of fun. It's recorded in the basement of the comedy store, which is haunted, but is also just a big boring storage unit. So it doesn't make for good <laughs> no, ghost tours. No, is the haunting that guy that killed himself because Steve. he wanted to get paid? Oh yeah, Lebetkin. No, he would haunt the parking lot because that's where he died when he tried. He, yeah. So he he tried to jump off the Ondas Hotel next door, and his goal was to uh. hit Mitzi Shore, the comedy store's owner's car. Oh my God. <laughs> and he didn't understand how physics works. So he thought that if he ran and jumped, he would his trajectory horizontally would continue at the same rate as it goes vertically. Did he think he was going to survive when he hit the no, car? He, no, he thought he was going to oh, die. Oh, he knew he was going to die. Because he, he left the note, my name is Steve Lebeck, and I used to be a comedian at the Comedy Store. But he was trying to hit Mitzi's and crush her car, oh my God. and he just didn't understand physics, and he just died Can you imagine down. loving your art so much that you're willing to die for it? I can't. No, I it's hate insane. comedy. I love <laughs> comedy, but I'm not going to jump off anything. You can still bust nuts and you know ride your bike around. Jesus. Yeah. Being homeless is still better than just At jumping off. At the same off time, by the way. Right? All those At things. At the same time. On your, you know how hard that would be on your prostate to be on a bike saddle and jerking it? Oh, it would be crazy. So, Jeff. <laughs> we'll just brush right over that one. <laughs> Technically possible. What have you been up to? Eating slices. Anything else? Tell me all about your day. Uh, well, I recorded. Bre- you know, the hardest part of the show for me. <laughs> It's the first few minutes. Very cruel. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. It's going to let you borrow my G.I. Joe movie. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. That's why we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about to get really intense. This is my favorite Fine. part of any new epi- any episode with new guests. When the new guests are like, what the fuck's happening right now? Also, I love the dynamic of adding a dog into the room. It's made at no tense. point in time you just like get jostled and like I had my hands bitten, but they were fun bites. Yeah, yeah. Like we're it. trying to wean her off of that, it or it cute. could it could turn into we have to pause the podcast to stop. Pause. <laughs> oh, that's the name of the pot, you guys. <laughs> that was unnecessary. Necessary. Uh, this is was. mostly an audio medium, so He's a good baby. Geat- <laughs> you're right. The dog has changed the dynamic in here. I love the Howard Dean button. That thing's amazing. We got we got lots of buttons. Someone's That's actually the dog. Someone say that was the dog. Someone say the c word. 
Which one? Cooter? That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you know right. the one. I'm not going to do it. A couple of cunts over here. Ah! We have a dinger. Aww. Our, you know, on our show, when that happens, we just, in unison, say, Sorry, Sorry Mom! Aww. Please tell me you guys don't do that on another podcast. No, we do. It's they're, on the Sorry we Mom podcast. No! Oh, yeah. We apologize for nothing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, my mom listens to our show, actually, so we actually, have to apologize a lot. They, yeah, his mom. My mom does not listen my to mother, same here. My mom has never been to one of my shows either. Yeah, oh, my mom's purposely. Never seen me. We my did a show. Remember, fan. we did a show in the town my mom lives in, and she did not come. She's like, I'm like on purpose, or you didn't tell her about the show, or was she just? Oh, like, ah. she knew. She knew. <laughs> was she embarrassed? Was she like, my son I don't does stand up? My aunt Barb came because my aunt Barb's the swinging hip one. Yeah, but. My mom didn't give this a shit. This might hurt both of you, but both your moms gave our podcast a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> God damn it! The day my mom knows how, what a podcast yeah. is or how to access one will be a crazy How old's your mom? Day. It's like 55. That's not even that Time old, Time to learn. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Learning annex yeah, courses. 56? No, but my mom won't. She'll, South my Boston Community College. Like, my mom's one of those moms that is just like, I need you to come here and do this oh, website what? thing for me. I'm like, all right, well, here, let me show you how to do it. She's like, so don't. don't. That's just, my dad's job. Just do it. Yeah. And I'm like, but now if there's a problem, you could have it fixed. She's like, it's not happening. Nope. Yeah. I think our generation is going to be the first one that truly keeps up with technology because we it's so important to you our think lives. So? Yeah, the generation before us. Do you have a Vine but, account? Did you? Yeah, I, I got rid of it. But you don't think it's going to change by the time we are like in our 60s to the point where it gets away from us? Yeah. So we're like, I don't know how to work these no, holograms. Because I think that we'll keep up with it because we actually recognize the importance. Whereas people from the analog generation, it happened so fast they didn't see it coming. There's a while well, you quit. You're and not, the, the uh, thing about a lot of technology is it's just getting easier to use. Sure. Like there's there's not going to be much of a learning curve to throwing on glasses that tell you everything yeah, about yeah. the person I'm you're gonna, talking to. I'm going to pull out Computer. with implants. I hope you always pull out. Like once implants become a thing, I'm going to be father. like, I'm out to have kids. I like that. That was good. Okay, uh, <gasps> implant. Yeah, that's once it becomes implanted, I'm like, I'm out. I can't do that. There are so many people that are so in it. My friend Zane is like, we're going to get these neural webs. Like you're not putting a computer in me. I don't. I am down with holding no. one, but you're not putting it in me. And then that's when a whole portion of society is just so much. More more advanced than the rest of us. Well, that is what will happen, but I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. And then when the machines rise up and they start fucking with those implants, <laughs> like, we'll be the only people left. Living, in, Unless, the horror, um, living in the horror film? Um, it's... It's what's uh, what's the fucking movie where they kill everybody for for twelve hours once a week? The purge. Once a year? The purge. The purge. Yeah, we'll be the people who are in the purge who don't wear masks because we don't have the implants. I haven't seen the. purge. I'm gonna get the it implant scary, just but... to not be computer murdered when it comes around. Yeah, or or if point. you don't have the neural implant, you might be you might not know how to react to them, and you might be the first to get murdered by them. And Ooh, the good point. Are, That's true. They are the, the sheeple neural guys will be like, oh, they won't. We won't have to kill it's them. And they'll kill us. Right. It's very like Borg. I'm not into yeah. it. Yeah, guys, like it's it been fun. I'm I mean, going to say bye to Jeff May at this point. <laughs> I don't like, I don't. <laughs> really, really enjoyed you a lot. I've gone on it. Like, I've gone on, like, I wouldn't mind being that sort of like Mad Maxian, like, just fucking put me on the dune buggy and I'll just ride along the desert. Most of it, like, it's like, I don't think most of it's dune buggying. I think a lot of it's like, I'm thirsty as fuck and everybody's dying. No, I'll be one of those dune buggy yeah. guys that has water. <laughs> Eating lizards off really the rocks, I'll, their heads off. I'll get, I'll get that killer instinct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once you're in the desert. Oh god! That's Amazingly, sad. this all still kind of ties into what we're talking about today because we started talking about moms, and then we got into talking about technology, and those are pornography. Two things, those are two things to play way into true crime uh, uh, because uh. goddamn do moms love true crime, but so do I. Fair one enough. Of, one of my favorite fucking things. Technology, as we get through this. 
technology plays such a huge part in the true crime industry that's happening right now. In the fiction part, you mean, or like the actual real? The uh, the actual like the the true crime, like the investigation discovery, yeah, kind of bubble that I think is forming and will burst yeah. at I'm, some point. A lot of that is technology driven. Now I'm pretty medium on true crime. Like I don't I don't not care. Like right. if it's on, I'll watch it, but I don't hunt anything down. Like I'm not right. that into it, but it, it is very like. But will you subscribe to our podcast? That's the real important. That's question. the big important question. Oh, one star on iTunes. Ooh, <laughs> dick. <laughs> no, um, but it is one of those things where I totally get Sorry, it. Up. As a person who is, a, you know, I'm a big fan of like comics and science fiction. Yeah. I totally get why people are all of a sudden getting into it. It's like it's like having comic book fandom grow like mm. like true crime fandom it's very similar to that it has its own like literary kind of feel to it it's very sort of beginning of the story middle of the story ending of the story like things can get wrapped up pretty well or if it's a mystery forever that's also fascinating so like i get why people i reject i reject mysteries entirely i don't like them no. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, want, I, don't I want to know. How are you doing, yeah, how are you like doing the, about life? Like, there's a there's a true crime show called Disappeared, and it's the most frustrating of all the true crime shows because yeah. it's just about people who vanished and they never found out what happened to them. And the ending is always so well, unsatisfying. I don't know. See you yeah. next week. It's like, that guy probably did it, but, but that's, police don't care anymore. But that's a very Unsolved Mysteries kind of way of doing it where right. you know, you're, you're also putting out that information. It's like you're hanging posters up everywhere for to to help solve a crime by doing a show like that. The other thing about true crime that I think makes it so popular is it's a format that can cross into different mediums. Like it plays really well in magazines. Uh, uh like a lot of really like oh, yeah. vanity fair like really big publications. True crime Rolling is a, Stone covers is a yeah, big pu- Playboy like it's a big it's part of all of their like, stuff. I just yeah. Need to know. But then also I mean, TV the movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I but masturbate it, to the murder pictures. Oh, I masturbate to the idea of you guys doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of the myths about true crime today and some of the realities of true yeah. crime. Well, because it's interesting because it is like the other thing about true crime is like when you're hearing these stories, you're like, this is fucked up. Like this person straight up got murdered by this other person and they're they're doing a play of it. Oh, there's so much of like, that. There's so. Oh, not even just that. Here's a, here's another fucked up layer to that is often the murderer when they get off especially in like the 1920s ish would then get hired to be in plays playing, playing a murderer or, or a version of themselves cold case <laughs> the <laughs> fact <laughs> that you get rewarded for that like yeah it's like you become a celebrity because of this it's a who done it but it's like he did no one cares <laughs> about the moral it's gross i don't know yeah don't and know. then we get mad when oj writes an if i did it book yeah well he wasn't found guilty right so we can write that he book. wasn't in civil suit and civil su- there's a documentary series about the OJ civil suit now, which is fucking That's fascinating. The, the I don't civil know anything suit. about the civil suit. Yeah, well, the civil suit is the one that made him broke for the rest of his life, basically. Yeah, well, he hid some of that. It turned him into a real criminal. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, yeah. It turned him into a legitimate for the civil suit, OJ, criminal. we'd have well, naked gun 44 and a fourth, oh, and we'd be killing it. Oh, Detective <laughs> Norbit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, the thing about so that, great. too, is that Goldman made sure that he would he, he like did everything to make sure every penny OJ earned was then immediately lost. Yeah. Like, that was this dude's crusade for the rest of his life, was I mean, to make sure. His son was viciously murdered, so yeah. I mean, I can see that being a... Stands know. to reason yeah, that yeah. that yeah. might be the with your path Pringle. you go down. Are Pringle's we all, guy mustache. Are we all pretty in agreements that, like, OJ did it? Is it, is it 
is it general consensus like that OG did it? Or? Well, you know, I, I for a long time thought maybe his kid did it. I've heard that theory a lot. OJ's but, kid did it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And then OJ was kind of trying to cover for him for a minute, and then I never heard that. Yeah, and it's not, it's not a completely crazy theory, but there was another documentary they did that kind of examined that theory. That after watching that, I was like, yeah, OJ probably did it, but I don't think. I think there was more than one person there. Really? Which isn't like every like everyone said really when you say that that's not that crazy that two Sometimes people would participate in a murder. I go yeah. with the the murder suicide story which is that Nicole Brown murdered Ron Goldman and then stabbed herself like 55 times. Oh uh, yeah. People people don't that get that. That's good really. logic, right? Maybe there. an owl did it. Ooh, that's a callback to <laughs> that it. was me doing my owl impression. That's Ooh. a callback to last week's episode of our true crime podcast where I argued with Aphrodite Jones about whether an owl was guilty for a murder that a guy went to prison for. Ooh. <laughs> and what did you guys say was who done it? <sighs> I don't get it, Jeff. I, it was from your thing. How many licks mm. does it take to the center of this mystery? I, I thought of a Tootsie. That's all I think of owls. So, you know, that's a who and a Tootsie references. The movie with, uh, you know, who was the actor? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. That's right. So, yeah, let's talk about goddamn true crime. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if you're going to curse about it. I'm going to. I'm going to. Where would you th- Where do you think it's... Uh, do you think Unsolved Mysteries was the first I think Unsolved true Mysteries crime was show? the first big mainstream yeah. true crime Yeah, because there were TV shows like Dragnet yeah. and Law and & Order but, and shit oh, like that. Yeah. I mean, America's Most Wanted and Unsolved Mysteries really kind of came up almost concurrently. Yeah. And John Walsh... You know, for good reason. Robert Stack was just an actor. John yeah. Walsh was like, my fucking kid was killed. Yeah. And make sure that people that do shit like this are going to get punished for it. Didn't so, they only find his kid's head or did they never find the head? It's one of the two. I don't even yeah. like those stories. Yeah. Like, no, like good thing you dude, host a true crime podcast. I know. It's the I'm biggest irony here. new topic yeah. for yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, buddy. Like, no, I really... Yeah, the John, dead kids. The John Walsh story was was really, really terrifying. And then when Molly Bish in, in Massachusetts was also kidnapped, she was a young lifeguard. And he his kid was killed in Massachusetts. Massachusetts as well. So yeah. it was really it was really this real like tied it together thing when they found her remains. It was this, you know, obviously like this big national thing, but I think I would put unsolved mysteries there, but they also were true crime and also weird shit too yeah, at this right. time. There's alien abduction like, and like weird trippy stuff. I might put America's Most Wanted as a much more proactive version right. of that. Um, but unsolved mysteries really does sort of hold up. And then longer. I think Probably Forensic Files is one of yeah. the really early I remember like, show. true well, crime shows as we know them now. Well, Dateline did a lot of yeah, true Dateline crime stuff too, and they've been forever. Current affair. Yeah. Forensic Files had that fucking narrator like, who just died a couple years ago. Very Carey. Yep. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they found the body over here. It's covered in blood. There were a couple times watching Forensic Files when I was high on the wrong drugs. Oh, God. And I was no, like, uh, I got to turn this off. Oh, this guy yeah. is fucking scaring the shit out of me describing What's, this story. What, wasn't Stacy Keach like, narrating one of some them. crime show that we're watching? It was like, what the I fuck? I thought it was, uns- no, not Unsolved no, Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries was either Robert Stack or Dennis Farina. This might yeah. be odd as the research guy for our show, but I don't watch any true crime shows or documentaries whatsoever. Really? All my information comes from <laughs> books, 
and articles and stuff because I can't, I can't, I have that, I can't watch yeah. it. First, I got scolded for, yeah. First, I got scolded yeah, for all, not liking crime, and then you, you confess like, like I, I, don't, I don't even, watch I don't that watch stuff. those things because they, why they did freak you guys, me the fuck out. Yeah, why did you guys negative. even do this I, oh, it's show? Fun. <laughs> we are forcing, I like our, it's like it's like forcing ourselves to eat something too spicy and what sour. Else, what else can we viciously make fun of for an hour and fifteen minutes every week? Yeah, and you get like a perspective of two dudes that don't like crime. They're like, that's really mean to do to someone, and so it's fun. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because <laughs> for buying that. I can't watch like those murder. Pers- I can't watch p- police procedurals. What are all about like let's invent or for me hospital shows where it's like oh. a house or that kind of stuff. I just end oh, up thinking I'm going to die every f- five seconds. Really, but reading, so I can read about anything. I just can't watch it. Yeah, like if two girls one cup came in a book form, I would have read it fine. But I couldn't get through three seconds. Right, that of the house. House. Wood subtitles. And has. Yeah, <laughs> it's subtitles, dog. They have it in braille. Two so, girls, one novella. That I'd be into that. That'd be something different to watch them eat a novella together. So here's the thing about true crime, though. Research has shown that uh, crime TV shows have a very significant effect on viewers' opinions. They make them more fearful of crime. Totally. And more conservative in their views of the criminal justice system, which really bad time for true crime to be as huge as it is right now with that taken into account why what's the problem you, you mean it makes you mean it makes people like think for more conservative like more harsher penalties and yes yeah. oh draconian rules like they hang him kill him oh that's yeah. gross yeah, yeah that's no good for very people. hammurabi coming in there that is a eye for an eye bad eye. coincidence we have going on in I, our country I've right now my friends that watch a lot of the like csi kind of shows and all that stuff their paranoia is about their family members and weird stuff that they bring up i've just it's blown my mind like where they go with like their problem solving like what if my dad does this and they're like oh you watch way too much drama where people murder each other and it gets in your psyche. I'm yeah. very, as a person who doesn't watch a lot of this stuff, but I'm very, and I'm also very small town originally, mm-hmm. I'm very trusting of stuff. Like, I leave my doors unlocked, generally speaking. And that's how every one of these shows start. <laughs> of course. It, it was course. a small town where no one locked their Jeff doors. Jeff May's address is 5233 was... <laughs> Burbank Avenue. <laughs> there was a serial killer that, that was one of the things that he said when they interviewed him was that like he would go to houses and if the door was locked, he'd feel that he wasn't welcome there and then if the door was unlocked he felt like they were asking him to come in and be the murderer there and that was his like you kind of are isn't that creepy oh yeah yeah well, I don't think but Jeff's then there's things that. like <laughs> you're safe with me but like there's even events where like when and raquel's very the opposite she locks everything up she's a small blonde girl like of course yeah she'll be doing the laundry downstairs in the laundry room she'll go downstairs but before she does when she leaves even if she has like a huge lo- she'll lock me into the apartment mm-hmm. and i'm always like that's that's wrong. That's a wrong. Mm, I do that. Like I'll lock Angie, and if I'm going, but I'm like, if anybody's going to be able to handle a murderer, it's you. It's yeah, Angie. You should, I'm like, oh. you shouldn't be locked out. Let the listeners take note. Those things are they're big. It's Those. you four stories up through cement and glass and walls, <laughs> push punching your way through. That it. I think I think the lock is probably the least of the concern if she's getting murdered in the laundry room. But it, but it is one of those <laughs> things where I'm like, hey, you know. It's probably to your best interest to not lock this if there's a murderer involved. So that yeah, good at least you'd get back in. Get quicker. back when I leave, yeah. I lock my wife in the house, but that's just to keep her from like getting new ideas or yeah, thoughts. or talking yeah. to other dudes. <laughs> I, I, I no looks, looks, all right. Yeah, I lock her back in her Iron Man. I don't want her to get friends and then suddenly be like, oh, well, I, they tell me that you're not doing the right yeah. thing. Or Ugh. meet a real man. Mm-mm. But no, it is. No. I I am though like no way. And because we never met and when you tie into. Like what what you're saying though, like I'm small town. I come from a town of twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Like I've spent I spent the majority of my life in that small town. Sounds like you're the serial. Uh, I'm like a melon camp. So like leaving my doors unlocked, like that 
that's like a thing that's like a regular. Yeah, you'd seem weird if you locked it, right? People are like, "What are you paranoid?" It, it really does weird me out a little bit. Like I most of the time forget to lock my car. Yeah, I don't have anything to steal, but like I'm surprised my shit hasn't been stolen or windows smashed in or something like. I'm very sort of small town naive. Jeff May buys a blue Nissan Sentra license plate four seven three FK five. How dare you say I buy a blue Sentra? Really? Dare you? Is that that insulting? You don't want to know what I drive? A blue Sentra. And that's what John's wearing blue right now. John's wearing a blue Sentra. I'm wearing a blue Sentra. (laughs) I gained a little. I have to wear this car as a T-shirt. Here's another thing with uh, true crime. It also makes people think the crime rate is actually way higher. Than it is. <laughs> there was a Purdue University study in 2009 that found that people who watch cops estimated that uh, two and a half times more real life deaths happened to mur- happen due to murder than uh, people who didn't watch cops. So it skews is there your a lot of pers- murder on just, cops. I thought that was mostly just like it's not even murders on cops. Yeah. Well, no, I've seen a but you see crime. Like, ha- they find a knife and yeah. But you're watching a documentary of crime for half an hour to an hour at a time, and usually cops cops is never. By the way, cops are like fish. Like it's never one. It's a school of cops. Never of the, yeah. the show analogy. cops. There's right. always there's always three hours of cops. Oh out sure, there. you're never going to see yeah, like one episode, episode of cops. Yeah, out there in you the wild. You get inebriated and you just you keep and, going. And so you see a consistent amount of crime coming across your face. So if that's the only images that are being flashed in front of your face, yeah, that makes sense. I so guess. it gets into your psyche, and then if someone randomly asks you about crime, you're going to be like, "Oh, there's a lot of it." Yeah, because I've been, been watching, watching a lot of them. Yeah. There's 300 I mean, million people in our country. If you're watching cops, it's sort of like you'd think that the your opinion of the rate of shirtlessness and long hair would go up significantly. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, murder. But it's also like the idea of of pop culture influencing the idea of killer clowns. There's been one, right? But how many people in are one actually, great movie? And he was a great painter. So let's pick something. Yeah. To, you know, but but like for sure, like other than Gacy, like Gacy's the one that actually did exist. And yet people have a fundamental fear of clowns as violent entities. Well, I think It has something to do with that, too. But there's been shit even before It where clowns were, like, terrifying. Well, yeah, because you you can't tell what their face is. Their face is smiling even when they're crying. It's fucked up. Mm. Clowns are just inherently scary in a lot of ways. There's something primarily evil and creepy to certain people about uh, someone's having their face covered yet not covered. Yeah. Clown house? No. That's a terrifying-ass movie. Yeah, see? You ever been to JoJo's Clown Room? (laughs) Good point. Killer, you ever see Killer Clowns from, from Outer Space? space? I own it on DVD and VHS. I drove, I drove with clown makeup once in a car just for fun. I know someone who for does now. clown stuff on the weekends for money. I have a painting of a clown. I was a I juggalo know. for a while. Wait, what? Wait, wait a second. Okay, so uh, new topic yeah. for the <laughs> pod. You were what is a juggalo? I don't know, but I'm down with the clown and I'm down for life, yo. Were you? Re- you I'm like, probably the most educated person to own all six ICP <laughs> Juggalo cards. Do you have cards? Yeah, each the the first six albums were the six Joker cards that uh, do the summoning of the Dark Carnival. I feel like Come I'm on, guys, a lot you guys about don't know right your right insane clown posse lore. Slayton, Slayton, I feel like yeah. I'm okay. learning about you right now. Okay, what's your this? favorite? This is fantastic. Fago for like ten years. Never had Fago. <laughs> Just coming out of the clown closet all of a sudden on me, like what? <laughs> but but, yeah. but one of my lifelong, one of my comedian dreams is to play at the gathering. That's like I, I desperately want to do that. Why? So they can stone you to death, dude. I speak their language. Yeah, so they can true. call you like. I grew up in Sacramento near the river. I mean, I might have a degree, <laughs> but I also know people. That's that's what a curveball. That's neat. That's certainly neat. We, I remember. Well, the juggalos themselves have turned into kind of a curveball. I'm telling now. you, they're the wildlings of that from uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, they're, they're like great. The, they've all that's of a sudden. That's so great. They're the wildlings. It's so accurate. 
They just got brought oh into God. the fold of being like, now you're fighting for this good side now. <laughs> well, they've always they've always just been like they've been what happens when disaffected white people just like get into rap and that's it. You know, nothing else happens. What's great? Raquel went down a very deep rabbit hole of, st- and she like there was like a lot of stories of like juggalos maiming each other, but like consent maiming each mm-hmm. other like cutting fingers off and consent stuff like that maiming. yeah they're in the like, body mods like it's fucking insane they don't seem like they have good enough hygiene to be cutting each other up that's the thing i mean there's yeah. a lot of time spent in the mud that's true you know yeah. what i mean i remember yeah. they used to they used to come in the icp and or and or twisted would come they in and, the Roxy. and perform at like horror convention at a horror <laughs> convention <laughs> in western yeah. myth and so you'd see all like horror fans and then in the background you'd hear you're like Woof-de-woof! <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? What, what's happening? It's, like, it's, like, it's like hearing a wolf howl when you're alone at night. <laughs> just like, well, that's not a good Are sign. we safe? Should we get out of here? Yeah, that's, that's trippy. Here's another thing true crimes do. They depict the case closure rates for murders as much higher than they are. Yeah, fiction does a lot of that, yeah, too. In, like, uh, in reality, well, in most of these episodes, someone's caught in the end, usually. Except the first 48, The right? first 48, first yeah. 48. Tom Segura's bit about the first 48 is so fucking... <laughs> Especially the part where he's like, they call it that because after the first 48 hours, they stop trying. Yeah, they've run out of... <laughs> so fucking good. That's a good show, too. Yeah, it is. It's a great show. Get, the guy's running, they're trying to catch him, and it hits. it's like 40, 47, 59. <laughs> Wait, Adam, does that, show, does that show go in with what we're talking about, the statistic? Or does the first 48 kind of like break that mold and show people like, it's not always that cut and dry? No, the yeah. first 48 on that show, if they don't, like, a lot of times that episode just ends and they're like, if you guys got any ideas, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe the, reach out. The show's asking the public, and by the way, uh, we didn't catch the guys. So yeah. If you guys know well, anything. They, I mean, but they should. I think if, if any It's if a any real, show, very realistic. But what I'm if, asking is, does, does, does that show fit into the mold of what you're saying with the I don't, statistics? I don't think because they, that show doesn't show. I don't think they probably would go that deep into the. Okay. To that show the the specific show but i know what you're saying like that show's not affecting if people, people that walk way. watch the first 48 if they have a slightly more realistic yeah view, maybe that's what I'm probably saying. i would say a little bit but yeah surprisingly they caught the comedy store shooter that they guy did. yeah it was uh they they caught they took his whole gang down on a rico case wow oh, shit yeah. was yeah, it, it was, it was, was a, the it was dark knight a... doing it or yeah yeah, no, it was, uh, it was actually it was actually Jaden Smith in the white Batman suit. Yep, I like that. Sneaks around the the black comedy store really well with that suit on. How can you be dead if I have no gun? And it's like that's a weird tweet to have. In Dude. 2012, 62.5% of murder cases were cleared. And that just means that suspects were arrested, charged and turned over to prosecutors. So that's not even that mean that they were found guilty. Convictions, right? Woo! So there's at least 38% that didn't even didn't even get that far. Right, right. That was uh, That's called Chicago. Yeah. Well, I mean that like well, yeah, a lot of gang violence is never solved because people won't talk to cops. Not that all crime is gang violence, but like there's a lot of people that just won't talk to cops. Hey, speaking of that, crime shows are also riddled with problems of representation and racial stereotypes that, of the criminal justice. Oh, for sure. That is also true. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing, though. I feel like if you watch enough investigation discovery, you'll start to feel like maybe it's just white people. Who are the problem? Yeah, well, because they 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 have so many shows and they cover such specific types of crimes that it's always like dudes killing their wives for insurance. White people money got and shit. poison on lock. Yeah, yeah, they got insurance murders on lock. Driving their kids into a lake. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Kill, oh, killing your own worst. <laughs> killing your own family is like very white. 
Well, it's oh, just yeah. different social problems for different areas, you know, of economics. So it's like, oh, so you got it all made. Everyone's got their jobs and their and their and their cars and all that stuff in that culture, and uh, you know, you're not happy there, and you're going to drive your kids into a lake. And then if you go to another culture, you'd be like, you have a different social. Yeah, if you're not in a problem. gang, you have to kill somebody. You might as well be a family member or something. That's what I yeah. always think when I'm in a good neighborhood. Like, exactly. All the people that murder here are generally just husbands or wives murdering each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I remember. What my a friend of mine from school when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, his dad was a divorce lawyer, and this and a crime was like so non-existent in my town, and this fucking guy went murdered his wife, murdered the lawyer who was like this kid I went to schools with dad, and then mur- and then shot himself, like that was my introduction to crime in my town, it was my friend's dad getting fucking double murder suicide. Yeah. It's such a weird like conclusion of like how am I going to solve this problem like violent conflict resolution at that yeah. point you're like wouldn't you just like get a divorce well, or leave or go to a, there's so much other things to do it's funny too because you're right about socioeconomic issues being a thing where it, it you can deal with I remember we had one kid whose father was mur- like got out of prison and then was murdered and found in a trunk Oh, Ooh. after he got out, like he'd served his yes. time and finally got free. And then and then was fu- he must have gotten something wrong. But they fucking found him in a trunk. What kind of car? Blue Nissan Sentra. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Good like, callback, John Shevsky. Uh, spike. But like the, there's like <laughs> that. My hands up here. Thank you. <laughs> but there is. It does, it does, it does seem, Sorry. It does seem that there's that interesting level of like, like white people murder is. It's very TV show centric. Well, the thing about this statistic or this anecdote here, and uh, by the way, shout out to Ashley Bess for helping out with the research burr, 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 on burr, this burr. one. I didn't do that last week when we Thank said you, who Ashley. I feel unfair. A 2004 study found that blacks are shown as suspects 40 to 50% more often than as victims. They also found whites are about twice as likely to be shown as victims rather than offenders. Furthermore... That's because we have a victim mentality. Furthermore, the study notes, even if blacks are not shown disproportionately as offenders compared to whites... Their portrayals still reinforce the stereotype of the young black male criminal. But that's a, I'd be interested to see how true how crime demographics in terms of victims and suspects have changed in the 13 years since yeah. then. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, because the other part too is a lot of crime does happen in very, a lot of the crime that they would be like murders in situations like gangland stuff. It's in urban areas where that stereotype. That stereotype does exist, right? Like, and especially, it's an actual statistic and, ex- is what you're saying, and especially or, or it, among it just... crime. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, like I understand it's not totally PC to say that, but fucking, you're yeah, more you're than likely to find murders in South Central Los Angeles. Like, it's a thing. But like, that's even then when they're like, if you think of all the really high profile crime, true crime documentaries from the past few years, they're all white. Oh yeah, killers. But there are a couple that involve black dudes who yeah. were the who were the the killers. I get excited when I see like a black serial killer. I'm like, go get them, guys! But even Show in, everyone. even in that case, yes, we can. We, yes, we can. Even in the case of both of those, you come out the other end going, "Fuck white people, <laughs> Jesus Christ!" Because there's one called Tales of the Grim Sleeper, which is about oh, a serial killer. Blocks from here, yeah, in South Central Los Angeles. That's a good one. Who the police knew not only had committed all these crimes in the past, but then started killing again, 
And this carried on for like eight to ten years. They finally told the community that there was a serial killer. Wait, why didn't they stop him? What was going on? Wasn't he killing? He was killing like prostitutes. He was killing prostitutes in South Central. So they just didn't give a shit. And they think this guy could have killed like 150 women. Like they have no idea. And it's because the police were just like, yeah, but. We have crimes of actual. Yeah, we have actual crimes to investigate. Yeah, it's so weird. And then to top it off, they didn't even tell. Like they the at least tell the prostitutes yeah. well, that's, it's that a, there's someone, it's, and I'm sure word of mouth got around among prostitutes. But in a set like in a industry like prostitution, there's new girls showing up every day. It's funny that we haven't heard about that. I haven't heard about that cr- crime, and yet Jack the Ripper, who only you know, killed like 20 people, so right? right. Like, yeah, yeah. Hundreds of years later, we're just like, oh, it was terrifying. Like, oh, two weeks ago, some. It's just it's well, just some crazy. of it's some of it's just marketing. So a lot of our we've done a lot of stories about the old west. Uh-huh. And a ton of, you know, you look at some guys, you go, why isn't this person's story as big as, say, Wyatt Earp's story? Because Wyatt Earp's family were like, let's market Wyatt Earp. Oh, going back to what you're saying. Like a it, business. Yeah, sensational like yeah. celebrities, basically. There's so, there's so many Old West people who are as interesting or more interesting oh, stories trippy. than Wyatt Earp or some of those, or, yeah. or Billy the Kid or some of those guys. But you just never heard of them because there wasn't a marketing team behind them. Yeah. The same thing with Jack the Ripper. Someone was probably like, oh, this guy is interesting. Yeah, the Ripper's the, a cool well, name. Jack, Jack the Ripper was also never technically caught. No, sure. that leaves yeah. a lot. Tim to... Burton solved it, I'm just going to say. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, Alan Moore? It was Johnny Depp the, the whole time. <laughs> There's another documentary called A Murder in the Park. And that one is about this case where that one, at the end of it, the innocence project which i think have been like we held them up as kind of heroes in a lot of cases for freeing innocent people from prison they basically if you watch that documentary it's pretty clear that they freed the guilty man and their investigators not police their investigators coerced another guy into confessing and that dude i think maybe just got out of prison but it is the saddest case. The state released this other guy just because the Innocence Project recorded this coerced confession and sent it to a news station. The police didn't even investigate it. They were like, oh, shit, we fucked up. When do the police do that? I, I bet they do it all the time nowadays. Well, they do it when it's one black guy and another black guy. Yeah. Like then they're just like, okay, that's a fair trade off. We'll just put the oh, other guy. Yeah. And it, they're both. So like even, even in those cases. So I... I my point is I'd be interested to see how these numbers have changed but then there, over the years. There was also that crossover, too. I think it's funny that in the world of true crime, the thing that really sort of led to the polarization of, of, of the country was a fucking podcast. Serial, yeah. Serial was – Serial might as well have been pumpkin spice. Like it was that – Yeah, it was – Massive. It was that widespread. Did you listen to Serial? No, I didn't listen to Serial. Nope. I barely even heard it. Nope. I didn't oh. either. You didn't? <laughs> I don't. I don't have any interest in oh. seriousness either. We oh, like yeah. we make fun. We make fun of. I, so like for we example, your, the jizz, your friend's the blood, dad. All the weird yeah. Yeah. people do. I would like, never do that story because we we. It was my, pretty funny. My, my uncle. Well, my uncle had a story that he he passed to us that was about a friend of his that we ripped so hard that my uncle wrote me very upset being like, you know that guy was my friend, right? We're like, yeah, sorry, you probably should have told me And then we actually felt like, butterflies in our stomach yeah, and felt yes. bad. Yeah. Was 
You're I don't even watch Game of Thrones. Like I don't like seeing people suffer. I don't like seeing people like hearing, oh, and then so and so had they got raped, and then Why this guy do you had his head do your podcast because <laughs> it's fun to like joke about like you know because most of the yeah, stories happened a long time ago. Oh, crime. And, 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 crime makes me uncomfortable. And, yeah, yeah. And that's why. That's why I'm here every week to do. No, the discomfort is part of the fun. Oh yeah, but it's, I love it now. Now I'm addicted to the morbid stuff. Tell me the gross. That being that said, like, John's actually murdered people recently. I've been murdered. You ever see Six Sense? I'm a ghost. Serial. Don't talk to me. You're so warm, and I don't mean personally. Serial. Serial was a phenomenon for a reason because it was so fascinating, and it was being like. The, the entire case was unfolding in real time. Like, you'd listen to an episode over the week, and then the host would literally spend the next week continuing her research, going through that. I, it's a thousand... Per- I know it's a different podcast, and so fuck it. But, <laughs> but like, it's a hundred percent worth giving a listen to because yeah. there's so much stuff covered. And then the side note to that is fucking watch American Vandal. Like, if you haven't seen American Vandal... It satires true crime. It yeah. satires stuff yeah. like serial. I watched it, but the so acting was so bad. Perfectly. Yeah, I thought it was trash. I, I was told it's amazing, you, and I have a couple of friends that are in it that I wanted to support. I got. I watched the, the first act- episode. I just thought it was really poorly done bad. and not that funny. It goes like, through. It goes through. It satires this whole system so perfectly, and the way everything is tied together, except for the casting. Threaded. Apparently, the casting sucked, or the directing. Yeah, the directing. No offense, all those the things director. matter. I just I, you watch yeah. it, you're like, how did you let them do that and say that's the take? What we're was so use? bad? I didn't think it was that bad. I haven't seen it. You ever see Spinal Tap? I don't see things. You ever see Spinal Tap? It was good. Yeah, you guys know Spinal Tap, right? Yeah. You watch the acting in Spinal Tap, you just you feel like those actors are those characters. You watch a, a show like uh, American yeah, Man, American... and you're like, those are some comedian actors. They're trying yeah. to make a sketch. Like, they, it doesn't they're feel clearly real. pretending. Well, I mean, be... I know Ryan O'Flanagan's in it. Ryan's and, great. Uh, yeah, Ryan's great, that. but I still don't but like, like. That's not going to carry the whole movie. It's fucking. It's so Shout good. out to Ryan O'Flanagan. Ryan guys, go O'Flans. see American Vandal. Our friend Ryan's in it. It's <laughs> you, know, so you know what? <laughs> How much cocaine he did you do on the way? I don't do cocaine. This is normal. I had a little maca though. I had a little maca root. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I had a chocolate smoothie at Whole Foods. I will shout out to them, but uh, no, I, that, that you know that that shows it's uh, it's worth watching. Our friends, it, in it, it really, out. but it also really covers it, it, it satirizes true crime documentaries in such a goofy but brilliantly clever way that's layered in multiple ways that's sort yeah. of peeled away over the course of the series, and it's it's a, it's a couple hours of watching, but it's. Such a, it's like a very roller coastery thing, and as you're watching it, it's funny, but it's also brilliantly written. Yeah, like the whoever wrote it and the way they wrote it, fucking knocked it out of the park because the whole thread of the entire thing is just done so well. And I think it was really one of the first true crime spoofs of all. <laughs> and I think it was really one of the dog really, <laughs> really brings a new element to this podcast. <laughs> it's great though, right? It is. Yeah. It's fun. It's great. <laughs> like, welcome to our professional studio with a dog. <laughs> it's like we got a bodega cat now. So yeah, let's talk about forensic science. That's such a huge part of why true crime is huge now. There's, I mean, there's a show just called CSI, which is just you know that's I've never heard forensic that teams. <laughs> CSI. One of the the big misconceptions that they push is that. CS that forensic investigators are cops and they're not. They're like gun, gun toting cops that yeah. are fighting with the criminals as well. Yeah, like they're going to be in scraping skin cells off the wall and then have to chase a perp down it's the block while holding a lab. It. They're yeah. all they're jujitsu nerds. Yeah. It's just 
scientists, yeah. basically. The, everyone, it's it's always just like it's like Dexter, right? It's all like Dexter. Have you seen NCIS SD SUV on Adult Swim? No, it's, I have not. It's a Naked Gun style parody of CSI, and it's amazing. And they make fun of everything about CSI and crime shows. Is it as good as American Vandal? Ryan O'Flanagan Nothing. is the star. <laughs> is as good Go as American see Vandal. It. I mean, I've never seen it, but I just trust Jeff so much that nothing's as good as it. I can see how Jeff can appreciate that show through the structure of the show and other parts. Like, I like, uh, what is it, Orange is the New Black because of how the stories combine. I think they weave it. I hate that show. But but, but the dialogue's awful. Let's get yeah. back on track. Yeah, let's so get back sorry, on track. Guys. I'm so sorry. But there is a lot of reliance on on like on forensics being like the thing that always cracks the case. Right. It's interesting you bring that up because this really speaks to how true crime skews people's opinion of the justice system. Less than one percent of all serious crimes are solved by DNA. And fingerprints are just a little bit better. And a little bit dodgy too. Like fingerprints, right. like it's well, DNA in a lot of cases too. Yeah. Is like that it, budget wise, or is that just because they, the technology doesn't apply to most cases? They don't need it. I think it's it's a thing that you don't get in a lot of cases. Let's rob this house, but first I need to come. Well, it's I like knew you're gonna it's like you've this. talked about in the past so where they're like they found hair, they found the victim's hair on a shirt. It's like, well, if it's his fucking wife, there's always yeah. gonna be her fucking hair on yeah. her shirt. You'd make a good lawyer, but I way. always have. Raquel's hair on me at all times. I like keep it's my wife hairless there. for that perfect, perfect yeah, reason. Yeah. Wives and pets. Stay, in, stay inside the house. <laughs> don't have any hair. If right. that were the case, Rules everyone would think two. I murdered two cats and a blonde every day the way I walk around. Two cats and a blonde. I still kind of think you did. Yeah. There is. So, yeah, that, that I thought the, the less than 1%. That, I think that's really interesting because that's a thing that stops me from committing crimes, but now I know I can do it. Well, that... DNA and cell phones, to me, are the two things that really spawned true crime television Mm -hmm. because they led to Mm. a lot of arrests in cases where people didn't realize they could get away with the shit they used to be able to get away with. If you watch early episodes of Forensic Files, it's really intriguing for 55 minutes, and then in the last minute, you find out... Actually, this investigation took like three days, and then we just got their cell phone records. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we were able well, to be like, "No, you were there. You had your phone on dummy. You just didn't know." That's how cell phones work. There's so many episodes that end that way, and DNA was the same thing, where it's just technology that caught up to criminals. The the other aspect of that too is you say that one percent with with DNA and forensic stuff like that, but that's also because a lot of stuff is already solved by interviews and 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 dealing with witnesses or coerced like confessions yeah but they don't where they don't have to they don't have to get to the dna right because it's cut off before you need right it. but that's yeah. the thing these shows make it seem like before dna no crimes were getting solved and just all of a sudden it was this boon to law enforcement when it, i mean it changed things for a while but i i feel like it's people it's just a, another thing that criminals are going to catch up to now you know you can't Change your DNA real quick yeah. before you go on a crime. Yeah, well, right. exactly. Bring someone else's with you. You're so smart. Or, you know, take you. your battery out of your phone. That's how we got Bin Laden. One of our, one of our Is first... Is that really? His phone? Yeah, yeah, one of his guys didn't take his battery out of his phone, and that's how we shit. figured it out. Is that that's a lesson it. on phones or hiring better help? You're, even if your phone is off, if your battery's in it, it can be traced. But if you remove the battery from your phone, it cannot be traced. That's how, that is literally how we got Bin Laden. We what, did kind that, we phone, did. what kind of phone did you have? Android or... or uh, I was probably a flippy iPhone. 
iPhone. Metro PCS. <laughs> get an Android again. He had the but iPhone it was, X already. It was also Weird. official photo terrorist. It was also <laughs> one of it was one of his dudes that did it. Like how bad of a day at work is this? Oh, that's that what you I mean. Got, you the got hell? all your friends killed. Well, they're all in heaven now with virgins, so they're fine. Yeah, we did an episode about in the about, about Orange, Orange County couple that was super aggressive <laughs> lawyer parents. God, they were pieces of shit. And long story boring, they the mom thought that a volunteer at the school had called her son retarded when her mom said that he had lined up slow after recess that day, and she went on a year long campaign to ruin her life that culminated with her and her husband planting drugs in the woman's car and trying to frame her for having drugs on campus, and. Uh, I've heard of this. And the way they got busted, the way they got caught was that when the, the phone calls that tr- tipped it off, they traced that call, and then they traced their cell phones to figure out that they were placed within the vicinity vicinity of the woman's home, and they just tar- they bup, 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 triangulation, bang, yeah. we got you. Yeah, there's so many cases that are solved that way, because people just don't get how technology works. I think we'll find a lot of, I'm, and we kind of are, There's you'll find a lot of internet crimes to where people fucked up on the internet somehow oh, that guy or... who killed his kid and then they uh by leaving it in the hot car and then they they went through his internet search history and he'd searched like how long does it take for your kid to die in a hot car yeah yeah like he purposely killed him yeah i mean they his whole argument was like oh no my kid died accidentally and then they started investigating it because he was acting super weird Dude. and he went to his computer stuff and it was like he looked up how your kid dies in a you hot put car your kid up for adoption you don't even have to kill him you know well, I mean, his wife might have not been as super enthusiastic John, about adoption. What? These people have brain tumors, though. I gotta. Give can he excuse. live? Please, huh? can that guy just live his life yeah, without you judging can him? Can he just kill Seriously. a kid without John yeah. judging him? Weighed down. That's the, the biggest crime is me being a judge. You're like, John, you're so judgmental. There was a girl in Madison, Wisconsin, where I used to live for a while, who went missing for like three days, and then they finally found her in the middle of this field. Just like someone just saw her in the middle of a field, like laying there. Sure, it wasn't a mannequin. Yeah, good call. What about mannequin too? Uh, <laughs> the uh, Kim Cattrall got killed in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> no, Kim. And her story was that she had been abducted and blah blah blah. And they went back and found searches on her computer for like how to disappear and like yeah, best places to find a body and all. It, like it was so obvious that she was faking it. But I think that's another thing that'll trip a lot of people up. So are you, are you saying – so the statistic of people getting caught from DNA is way less than what we think, but the statistic for people getting caught from their phones is pretty – it's pretty normal. That's how you get Well, caught. I don't know yeah. what the statistic is for that. Okay. But I, I feel like there probably were. But even, even then, I don't know how many – because like Jeff said, a lot of these things are – the other point that is brought up in the notes is that our justice system is largely a plea bargain kind of system. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And there's like mandatory minimums and all kinds of shit that really make you not want to take your case to a jury or have the judge decide it. So there's so many plea bargains and there's also so many false confessions. There like, are? There's that many of them? That's the reason Illinois overturned the death penalty because they had one cop who I think eventually confessed to something like 200 like forced confessions. They have a whole guy was busy. Well, they they have this process in Chicago. They built a whole fucking facility for it. But what Chicago would do is they would get a suspect and instead of checking them in immediately, they would take them to one jail, interrogate them there. And then once they maybe thought the lawyer was on the way, they would move them. 
and just make oh, so it. They made their own loopholes well, in the law. They made, they also have the black ops site. They there had, too? yeah, they built a whole building because they used to just do it between police stations, and eventually they built this building called, I think it's called Homan. I think it's called. I think Homan is the name. Something sounds like, like a that. conspiratorial, scary thing. Like well, it's did. like what? a it's a black site, and what they do is they disappear suspects there for hours at a time, and and go fu- say fuck it to due process. Yes, what exactly. The fuck? And I love how you're still shocked by anything. You'd know this if you watched any of these true crime. I'm too busy watching fucking Mighty Boosh in fucking Portlandia. I want you to know just what's be really, happy, all right? You know I what's really crazy about this is The Good Wife, which is one of my favorite TV shows, but I know it's a show that people under 60 tend to laugh off as grandma shit, but it's actually a really great show. They did an episode about this Chicago black site like two years before it actually made the news. Yeah. So you would have watched that episode and thought, hmm, I wonder where they got that from. It was actually fucking happening real. in Chicago. It's terrifying. And it, Yeah, it's just a building where they would take people and question them, and if they got a confession there, cool. fuck your lawyer. Yeah, like you already that. got him. Yeah. And so that guy who got 200 false confessions, did they make him turn in all 15 cop of the month plaques on the back end? <laughs> is he, I think is so, he in jail? Yeah. Or did what happened to him? Did he just get dis... I, I doubt he went to jail. Yeah. He's a cop. And this was in they the... They never go to jail. And this was, I think, in the 90s or early 2000s, too. So it was... He's bef- a priest now. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, that's why Illinois overturned their death penalty, because they had such a epidemic of false yeah. confessions that they know they have... They, run the risk of literally killing dozens innocent of innocent people. people. Yeah, it's yeah. Whereas here in California, we voted to speed ours up. Yep. Oh, man, aren't we great? <laughs> in California. We Most did. liberal yeah, yeah. state in the world. Yeah, that was a major thing on the ballot. There were there were two ballot measures in the last election. One was to abolish the death penalty. One was to be like, fuck it, let's turn the, turn the knob up to 11. Were those and two really? separate? No, two, final two, two, separate bump. two separate ones. And they and the state pretty resoundingly voted to keep the death penalty and turn up the turn up the volume. Well, how do you time. turn up the volume? What do you mean, like, like uh, make it like basically reduce the ability to appeal, make this make it streamlined to oh. kill people faster? Wow, because we're awesome in California, dude. Yeah, Self-hate, we're so cool. Self hating California, over yeah, there. we're so great. I like California. Uh, I'm proud of this place. I do. Th- I feel like true crime, though. I've said this before. I feel like it's a bubble that's going to burst soon. Oh, good. Because they're you mean well, listen to our show wait, before the bubble burst. Oh my god! Please yeah. tune in. It's all we have. <laughs> well, seriously, this is this is it. Well, before I, the bubble burst, I think that's why so much of it is moving toward people who were wrongly convicted now, because we've heard all the really good cold cases. Yeah, and there's a reason we've heard them and they're not happening anymore, and it's because DNA and cell phones were catching so many people for so long, and now people are hip to that shit. And until there's some new technology. I don't know. I'm sure GPS has put some people away. Like, like exoneration. I should have left my Garmin at home. Hey, what, do you, what, what? Do you, exoneration is going to be the new true crime. Yeah, it's already. Plan. I mean, it has been. Serial really did. If you get a chance, though, it's definitely worth a listen. That's all I'm saying. I've heard of it, Jeff. I know. <laughs> yeah, th- I know. Jeff. Jeff. Hold on, wait. You know, can you describe the show again from the beginning? Jeff. Well, you know, while you have crime as your guest, I think it's really important to constantly plug Syria. <laughs> yeah, that's a great call. It's a great crime with three eyes. There's a reason it changed everything. Yeah. Like that's there's a reason that that's the thing. A fucking po- no podcast. Get, name another podcast that had even close. Not counting on popular opinion. Cause it's top of the top of the heat, baby. No podcast has ever come close to having that level of people talking about it. 
Like nothing ever. You ever listen to and Joe Rogan's podcast? WTF bro? with Mark Maron? Oh. Just saying. Yeah, WTF can't touch what ser- the numbers at Serial. Even the Obama mm. episode of WTF. Like Serial's numbers were so insane that that fucking Pandora bought Serial. Yeah. Like, like that's insane. That's so crazy. And I get that there's other podcasts by comedians that are well my thing is i just i don't like serious podcasts at all (laughs) i think they come off very boring and npr sounding and i know serial is a product of npr and i just i i can look into that case if it's that interesting i can look into it myself don't you want to fall asleep to to the the details there's there's some of that with me it's not that i'm just being cocky and like oh this is the best podcast it's just sometimes that and then he it's like it's a form of morbid morbid porn stop my jokes about it but it's a morbid porn where you're just like how did he kill her what did he do to rape her tell me again and we don't just do murders but that's not the point because it's not just a narration of things that happened it's the current process that the host themselves are going through to research this problem and to try to possibly exonerate this person. It's not just like cold case where they look back at the thing that happened. It's this shit is happening right now and every episode is revealing the new developments that happened over the last week. The dog just said, fine, she'll watch Serial. (laughs) Listen to, sorry. Let me tell you, first of all, on crime with three eyes, we don't only do murders. We do con men. We do thieves. All the con men are some of the pretty scary. We do all, all types of fun stuff. Uh, so we're whimsical with our crimes. Yeah. Oh, we are too. Yeah. We're that, all. That's, that's yeah. the fun way the to crimes, crimes we talk right? about and the crimes. Also, only in. solved right? crimes. Fun. No like unsolved a, crimes yeah. on our show. See the sense of humor in it? Kind of a Mel Brooks looking at the Silence of the Lambs and everything's fine. Everyone sleeps well. That's that's a good way to describe your podcast. Right? We're Mel Brooks looking at Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> right? I, mean, <laughs> I could never make God, we should get him on the show. Uh-huh. Let's call him right now. Adam, dial him up. Mel Brooks? Yeah. We tried to call Martin Shkreli a couple weeks ago. Oh, how'd that go? He didn't, didn't answer. answer. <laughs> ah, that's so unfortunate. We should have called him with a phone. I feel. I feel. Well, he's in prison now. Oh yeah, that's right. He oh, he's, in, he's in prison. Well, let's see who's got his phone. No, we don't. Have, we don't have to. Do that I shit. mean, we could probably give him that call. <laughs> I'm just saying, it would be. Wouldn't it be crazy if he picked up? Especially yeah, now he's if in he's jail, in prison, he's probably chilling, right? So yeah. pulls a phone out of his ass to answer our call. Oh, right. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I got to get the condom off. That thing stinks. Oh, oh god. And we can hear how bad That's not what's going to happen to him. He's probably going to have a fine prison experience. Yeah, he's, where he's... probably going to be in an Escobar yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, true crime. I, I feel like it'll go away soon. Yeah, it's. I mean, all the crimes... You're right. The, like, how many crimes... And I've listened to you and Caitlin and Carrie, and I'm sure you guys have noticed this, too. But, like, how many, t- how many different shows can one crime have? Like, one murder has five different shows. Yeah, that's Well, this is thing. actually oh. really odd. Uh, Caitlin and Carrie told me this the same thing. Because we try to do stories you haven't heard before. That's been our main thing, is try to That was like our pride of our stuff. Like, you haven't heard this one. And Caitlin was like, no, do some of the hits. Because people people love to hear the same story. People want to hear 5,000 versions of the John Wayne Gacy story. It's really weird. They're they're weirdos. They want to hear it so much. Yeah, our listeners yeah. are totally cool. I'm You're not serious. weird at all. It's, I'm not kidding. It's morbid porn. Like people are. Oh yeah, for sure. And just like, tell me again what happened. You know? Yeah. Did they scream? Did the neighbors not hear? Like it's like how when you watch a scary movie, people like to be scared. You know, they like to mm-hmm. feel. They like to. I don't yeah. watch scary movies. Neither do I. Yeah, but, but I read one. I don't enjoy true crime. I was listening to a movies. podcast about scary movie listeners. I only read the books on which scary movies are based. I read the reviews on IMDb. Should we do some comments before we get out of Let's here? Let's do some commands. Let me... Uh, Let's commence on le comments. Let me make them a little bigger. Haley's comment. From the episode... Oh, wait. Yeah, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> it's a big, big world, world out there. 
It's easy to feel like the things you say don't even matter. I want you to know that's not true. We call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid fucking comments from the past few shows and respond to them personally. Fade it out, Brett. I feel like we should never explain to new guests who Brett is. No. Fade it out, Brett. Brett died. Brett's Rest like in Elijah peace. in the Jewish religion. Brett. So this episode is... This is the episode called Why the Washington Redskins Will Never Have to Change Their Name. Featuring Beck Stews. Because they don't get the NFL on reservations. Beck Stews. I, I don't... That's not all of it, but probably part of it. Big lacrosse areas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read some comments. I like that top one. Greg Mesta says Cougars are a great choice. Yeah, they are. <laughs> right? Woo! I don't know what we were talking about there, though. So uh, not dating young women because even if they card you, even if you card them and they say they're over 18, but they're lying, you're still criminally responsible. Oh, I see. They call that the Lawrence Taylor effect. Will C says it was weird to listen to this after the pretty scary episode with Aphrodite Jones and hear ATB's fire doused about Peterson's innocence. Here's the thing. <laughs> Me and Aphrodite Jones argued about whether an owl killed Michael Peterson's <laughs> wife. And she did nothing to douse uh, my belief in that theory. She just laughed when I brought it up, which I win if we're in the court of law, if that's her, her only argument back. so Her argument is nuh-uh. Yeah. So, no, my fire was not doused. We'll see. Don't you worry. Wait, they, is that, that's, a true, that's, a, that's a true theory that, like, that an owl like, hit her on a boat and she fell off it? Look, no, look. If you look into it, the, I thought you were riffing, and it was like it was kind of cute. Like no, this this case, the the woman, it's a like there's two eight part documentary series about this one case, so I can't run through all of it. But one of the this guy's wife was found dead at the bottom of a staircase, and he eventually was oh, that wrong. <laughs> I supposed to clap for that. He eventually went to prison for it, but then was kind of exonerated, but then went back to trial. And finally pled guilty to, like, manslaughter and time served. But one of the theories is that a barrel owl, which if you Google barrel owl attacks, they do regularly attack people. And one of the ways they attack people is they mistake ponytails for prey. There was actually at one point in Oregon these owls were attacking joggers. And they were they literally told women, don't wear a ponytail, ponytail? if you're running in this park. Because the owls are It'll rip your scalp people. off or what? And yeah, if you look at the 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 abrasions on Michael Peterson's wife's scalp, for one thing, they said he beat her to death, and there's no fractures on her skull, which seems really difficult. But also, all of the abrasions are like they look like an owl grabbing something. Oh. There's three points here and one point back here, and they just kind of come together. Yeah. What the fuck else could right that be? Now. To be fair, I always beat my family members with this weird claw hand. Yeah, so. that's true. Oh, they also found owl claws in her skin? They found a feather in her fucking hand with a strand of her hair, which somehow Aphrodite Jones had never heard about. Unless she was but, grabbing a dream catcher for her last wish. Yeah. And then, also, she scratched it was the owl into her arm. <laughs> yeah, there was that, but no one bitch. believed her. There was also an owl with a knife at the yeah. scene. Who's been responsible for other killings. Right. But never convicted. Ashley B., thanks for uh, helping out with the research, but that's a long long comment. (laughs) Emma Lou, this is more my speed. Great episode. Thanks, um, Pops. Rebecca was a great guest. 
I agree. Gorlack says, Beck Stews was a great guest. She I was. Agree. Lyle Albritton says, I smile at the defendant and wave. Out He's talking about how to get out of yeah. jury duty. And that seems like a... Uh, Can I read the next one? Decent strategy. Go for it. Depressingly enough... Who says it? Scientology... Fiona Apps. That's a clever name. Fiona Apsels. Depressingly <laughs> enough, Scientology absolutely still has tax-exempt status. And they got it by blackmailing IRS agents. Because Scientology is forever terrifying. But I feel like blackmailing IRS agents. I'm like, mm. that's all right. That's, a, yeah, that's, that's one fine. of those good evils. Yeah, that's what, what do they call that arbitrary evidence or something like that? There's another name for it when you're just like, is that what happened? Do you know? Yeah, uh, I don't hearsay. Know. No, there's another word for it. There's another word for it with that kind of evidence. Anecdotal so, evidence. Oh, oh yeah, uh, circumstantial evidence. But that's not. That wouldn't be an example of that. So uh, maybe it's not that. No, Hannah needs help. Hannah Ladwig says, "Do you remember the title of the speed reading article? I'd love to check it out." Hey, you know what? I'll pull it up right goddamn now and tell you, because I did read a fantastic article about how to read a 300-page book in two hours. Oh, I could use that. It's super fucking helpful. Okay, this isn't the snappiest title. It's called Six Steps to Speed Read a 300-Page Book in Two Hours and Remember What You've Read. It's on vakil.org, V-A-K-I-L.org. I'd probably Vakil, because the guy's name is Muhammad Ali Vakil. He's the greatest. Uh, the greatest speed reader of all time. Greatest commenter. Of- so yeah, it's on. If you just Google, just Google how to read a three hundred page book in two hundred in two hours, and I doubt any other article is going to come up. Or first. just write down the entire web address with all the dashes in it, and make sure you put it in specifically just, like that. Yes. Don't, don't you just read the? They say you read the first and last chapter all the way through, and you read the first page and the last page of every. Uh, you read the like the preface and the introduction, and then kind of study up on the author for fifteen minutes. <laughs> To, well, because that kind of that gives you an idea of what mindset they're writing from and what tone they're probably going to be taking, and then you just flip through the book quick, like in ten minutes, flip through the entire thing, and just make note. Like if if I'm doing it on a Kindle, yeah, Kindle show you what things uh, a lot of people have highlighted when they've been mm. reading the oh, book. Okay. So I'll look for things that have been highlighted. I know that's something I need to pay attention to, and then after that, yeah, you go through and spend. Like an hour, hour and a half, just sort of reading the chapters, but like reading the first page and the last first page. First page, last page, first. And then just kind of kind of blowing through the yeah. middle and just like and I feel like I retain more when I do that if I'm reading a book for information than if I just try to sit down and read yeah. it and remember everything. And then and then also there's a final step where you make like a map of all the points and kind of tie it all together. And it works great because I have to research a lot of fucking stuff. Yeah. You get for these... reading books. You Shut up! Nerd. Shut up! Shut up! I have a library card. I go often. I used to. I need to get one. I had a Santa Monica library card. I can't. I imagine the. You're down... next to the mecca of libraries, the downtown library in Los Angeles. I mean, it's not the New York Central Library, but the Central Library in Los Angeles is so phenomenal and beautiful. A lot of homeless, but Am still I... great. Where is it? It's so like blocks seven, from here. Isn't it? Yeah. You can probably ride a skateboard. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool. It's like, I can't ride a like, skateboard. It's like there the Pershing no. Square exit is where I get off oh, on, the, nice. on the Metro to get to. Yeah. So. Fine. I'll get a fucking library card. Yeah, dude, it's great. There's a Starbucks across the way. Get all you always got to pressure well, people. What's to get great libraries. about library <laughs> cards, too, is now you can just download <laughs> audiobooks. Well, you can if you have a Kindle, you can get eBooks yeah. for your Kindle yeah. with yeah, a library exactly. card. Also, you can cut up lines of cocaine with your library say, card. Yep. And if you don't mess with hard drugs, you can actually just grind up your herb and then you can use that to, to also it together. You can yeah, fuck a snort, library card. Snort lines of you your can. you'll herb. get a cut. You'll get a couple cuts, but you could fuck it. Or it'll get a cut. Okay. If you know what I mean. Sharp that goggles. 
<laughs> sharp ass cock. See some fucking movies, bro. Uh, Brian Gottfried says Jeff with a solid Tracy Jordan impression. Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, my last special wasn't that great. Uh, Michael Hahn says hashtag gin blossoms at Adams. Eh. Hold on, was that a rap that was a couple ways up? Was there? I think someone wrote a rap. Where? Oh no, it's a it's a reference about the queers and they, there's the a band song or the people. The band. Oh, yeah. I was in a. I was in a <laughs> It's just like this. It's just someone just. <laughs> and you know the queers. The queers! The... Yeah, yeah. Your peepaw is actually a subscriber <laughs> to our show. All right, so that's all our comments. We should uh, we should wrap it up. We're pushing an hour now. What do I we didn't have to... in safe podcasting. Yeah, right. Me too. Wrap it up. Well, I bet this is my. Oh, this is only second one today, yeah. but this is the fifth podcast I've recorded this week. Oof. In the yesterday. You're in a the podcast four, machine, dude. Third mm. you've done with me so far. Yeah. How many We're, podcasts are your own podcasts that are just like most? Your, most of them I'm on. They're not. None of them eight. are really my own, but I co-host eight of the. But time. I mean, I, but I, yeah. yeah, I mean, like you're, yeah, like you're part of the creation it's, of them. Eight podcasts. Yeah. The only two you're not on regularly is Profiles and Eccentricity and uh, Take a Walk. Take a Walk. And you're on all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of podcasts. Yes, it is. It's a lot. Of a lot of pod to cast. It's very nice. But it's fine. It's it, fun. Uh, Podcasting is great. It pays the bills. I cannot yeah. complain. Thank you, everybody. Hey, speaking of that, go subscribe to the rest of our podcast at, at patreon.com slash unpops. $5 a month. We do 10 episodes a week. It's 12 and a half cents an episode. Can you imagine that deal? That's that really a great good. deal. That's a it's great deal. It's a great deal. deal. Great That's, deal. Uh, also, uh, we have a live podcast at the Hollywood Hotel, October 28th. Come out to that. I don't even know who's going to be on it yet. You want to be on it, Jeff? I well, I mean, you're the I mean, co-host. You have I was to say, be. I'm like, I'm probably on it. You should yeah. go, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff will be Let on it. Quincy that... will be on it because Quincy helped set it up. And Quincy's great and a fantastic comic and a good podcast guest. And we don't have him on the main podcast enough. Mm. So he's going to be on the live podcast. Mm. We'll figure it out. Maybe Carrie Martin. Who knows? Ooh. Oh, Carrie's great. Carrie's great. So, yeah, come out to that Hollywood Hotel October 28th. It's going to be a Halloween thing. We'll yeah. figure out how. Wear your costume to the yeah. live podcast. Come to our Halloween party. What else do we got to plug? Oh. Uh, I'll be at Cole Nidre, uh services on Friday night. All right. Saturday you. morning. Cut it out. Uh, you, oh, if you don't want to come, uh, you know, atone for your sins this weekend, then uh, you can also check out our podcast, Crime. Crime. Wow, it's great uh, timing, yeah. Slayton. Uh, it's Edit Crime with bitch. three eyes. Yeah. C R I I I M E. You can find us on uh, all the socials at Crime Pod, still with three eyes. And uh, check out our show; it's a lot yeah, of fun. Guys, check it out. Come listen to us before True Crime, uh, the yeah. bubble bursts, and no one listens. Don't listen to, to yeah. Serial. What yeah, are you sixty? Yeah. Come listen to Crime. You know what I'm saying? That's Jeff, that's fair. what are you, 60? And also, uh, what do you got to play? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you instigated Mint you. on Cards, second Friday of every month. This month, October 13th, uh, Blast from the Past and beautiful Magnolia and Burbank. Uh, got a great lineup. Uh, as always, the show is free. We give away free shit, so get on that. Uh, October 10th, I'll be headlining a Flappers Comedy Club for the Naughty But Nerdy Show. What a stupid name for a show. <clears throat> the Naughty But Nerdy Show. I'm headlining that one. What so that's a great. niche, folks. Just I cosplay have, porn. I have, no uh, I've done cosplay comedy, too. Uh, I have access to free tickets, so get at me if you want them. Uh, also, if you get a chance, please donate to Care Rescue LA uh, at gmail.com on PayPal. They got Adam a dog. They're helping us with our kitties. Winter, get in here, puppy. Yeah, they are the, I'd say, the official charity of unpopular opinion. <laughs> I would say so. If you Venmo me five bucks, I'll send you a picture of me with no shirt on. 
Hey, as long as we're talking about it, it's rich. Slate. You, are, I you do that to me, and I will take five dollars. I feel you. like you right. can't afford not yeah. to send Rich Slayton five dollars yeah. with a deal he like looks that. Great. Um, you won't yeah. believe he's Jewish when you see this body. No, no, you won't. I still don't believe it. It is velvety. Me neither. Really. I try not to believe it. Actually. Yeah, his hair looks like vanilla um, cotton candy. It is really something. <laughs> I recommend. Have it. an easy fast, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, either way, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Donate if you can. Come to our shows. Adam and I are really good at stand-up. I haven't seen you guys in a long time. Oh, we're, <laughs> we're fucking good. We're good. We are good. You'll be I mean, impressed. No, I'm see, phenomenal. See everybody Slate. live. I'm one of the greats. See everybody live. Every, every com- we don't book bad comics on here, so see. We see, do go, not. Go support live comedy. It's fucking important. Yeah, you fucking assholes. Yeah, guys, come on out. That was probably... That's a that little was a little harsh. over the top. I'm That's sorry. a little harsh, but like, if you didn't go to an Unpops live show and you're local, like, kind of medium, fuck you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, crime doesn't want you to feel bad for not coming to anything, but you know. Just... Well, then tell them that on crime. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> We're not allowed to be nice on other people's podcasts. It's a three eyes. <gasps> thanks All for right. having us, guys. It was a blast. Yeah, thanks really for doing it. Let's Bye, get robot. the fuck out of here. Woo! Rich Slayton, say goodbye. Bye, robot. John Shevsky, say goodbye. Shevsky out. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Jeff, Peace. say goodbye. You get the crime rookie card, everybody. Winter, do you want to say goodbye, puppy? <laughs> that was not my dog. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.